Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to From Story to Impact. I'm Steve Gallegos, the founder and president of the Impact Speaker Awards, and you are now listening to, or you're maybe you're watching, the From Story to Impact show with our beautiful guest today, Miss Susan Hum, which I'll introduce in a minute. Um, but just to let you know that the Impact Speaker Awards was designed to celebrate and equip the voices that inspire humanity. And we're holding uh, this year-long event for you and people like you to come forward and share your story, share your beautiful stories of things that you've been through, things that have happened to you, experiences that you've had that maybe have made an impact, brought beautiful lessons to your life that now you can bring to the world and share with others. Because as you know, we all love stories. We all love a good story. And it's the stories that get us through some of the most difficult challenging moments in our lives. And so if you're ready to do that, if you want to do that, and for the chance to win $20,000 in cold hard cash, that's right, $20,000 goes to the grand prize winner of the Impact Speaker Awards. So you can find all about it, all the details at theimpactspeakerawards.com. And you'll also get to meet some of our resource partners there. And I have the privilege of interviewing today our very first official resource partner that signed on with us. Yay! Miss um, Susan Hum, and she joins us in the virtual studio today, all the way from our beautiful neighbor up north, which is Canada. And I love, I love Canada so much because my wife is from there, and I got to experience so many wonderful things up there in Banff and Cold Lake and Jasper and all the other beautiful places that we went to, that we've been to uh, in Canada. And so Susan gets to live there every single day. So I want to welcome to you right now to the studio audience, Susan Hum. Hello, Susan. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Steve. Thank you for that great introduction. And, you know, privilege, honor, all mine to be here with you on this a beautiful project. And Alethea, I think uh, I, I get a lot of you know, request to collaborate or to join forces and anything like that. And I really haven't taken that much on um, within the speaking space because I'm looking for the right partners to align with. And you, what you're bringing to the world with this, it's it's the most needed ever than ever before because everybody is dying to speak. And you're one of the very people that I have always felt safe with. And I think as women, it's all about feeling safe. So privilege is all mine to be here. Oh, well, thank you very much, Susan, for those kind words. Um, and I know that they come from your heart because you've said them many, many times before on other platforms that you and I have worked on together and in the personal conversations that you and I've had. You're one of the, um, you're, you're one of the, you know, what you call, and I'm not saying that you're better than anyone or that I'm better than anybody's better than anybody, but you know, you there, there's some people that just appear in your life that you're mag magnetically drawn to because of who they are, what they stand for, their values, their integrity, their honesty, and their excellence, and how they deliver excellence in the marketplace. And you are on the very top of that list, I have to tell you. And Alethea and I just love working with you. We love to learn about the projects that you're working on, because you are you don't work on small things. Susan's not holding a little webinar here and there to not that webinars are bad, right? Uh, for those people that are starting off that way, but you're doing some very, very big things. In fact, you recently wrapped up filming um, on a uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking program. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I I love my passion projects. I think you too, and I think we all love our passion projects. But 
This one's huge. A few years ago, I started a, a company and a corporation called Steel Rose Inc. And at that time, I wasn't in film production or I don't come from that world of show business. I've only coached actors and show business people or, you know, so, but I always wanted to be in the space of content creation and and creating truly meaningful, impactful content for the world that is, I mean, everything's propaganda on there. Let's be serious. I mean, even what we're doing, I mean, there is propaganda, there's good propaganda, there's negative propaganda. So either which way. So I, um, I set up this company that was driven towards and one of the aspects when we worked with the lawyers to set it up properly, they asked me, what is the basis of this company? And I said, you know what, add in film production, right? And um, only recently, I've I've always been connected with Catherine Ann Wilson, who created the foundation Stop Trafficking US. And she is one of the very few, if not only thriving, surviving women out there in the space of advocacy within the space of um, sex trafficking. But she's not really, she's helping girls on the rescue level, but not really. She's more so focused on preventative, which is education, mm -hmm. right? How do we prevent another child from being preyed upon, another vulnerable child? And that's why I've been supporting her for the last few years. I've pitched this her story as a movie to quite a few of my friends in show business. But of course, during COVID, everybody's in survival mode, never mind thriving, everyone. And here I am, still pushing a mission through COVID. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Am I the only person that's <laughs> trying to drive mission? And, and, is it am I the only one that it's like something's wrong here and nothing's wrong? It's just COVID through everybody off key. Yeah. Timing. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'll just pack it away and I'll just keep doing my thing during COVID. And uh very recently I actually um reconnected with an an old client of mine and an old somebody from the past many years ago whom I helped, coached, and actually got their marriage back together. And so, you know, you, you, you go through these phases in your life where you help somebody and you send them off and they create magic and you don't hear from, you don't know what's going on and you just did your deed and things move on. But I didn't realize just what kind of impact our work had done for him, where he went on into acting. He became a stuntman for X-Men and he just finished filming Lord of the Rings. And when he came back, he wanted to interview me for the podcast. And that's when I asked him point blank, what, what are your dreams? Like, are you looking for another acting role? He goes, no, I'm looking to produce. I've been in the production world now for the past few years and just, I'm ready to produce. I'm like, well, I have the film for you. So no joke. You never know who's just going to come into your life. And um, basically, it, it is one of the aspects of the film series about sex trafficking, but I'm more focused on producing a film that is sexual. Sex trafficking is not the end game. What are all the precursors that lead our young people into vulnerable situations? So another aspect of film, I want to focus on social media. Like, what is it beforehand? It, and it boggles my mind, the rate of sexual abuse and molestation for very young kids and the precursors of where it takes us in life. And so I'm like, oh my God, my best passion project. It's not about sex trafficking, it's the precursors. And it all goes back to our childhood and our family life. And if I could just impart this to everybody in the world who, especially our parents, 
please just wake up and be aware and be present. And that's why, Steve, I mean, you and you are so present to anybody who's in front of you. So you understand. I do understand. Susan, what a beautiful project. And and this is something that you've um, you're undertaking primarily by yourself, right? This is your own project. And I'm sure that you're bringing on the, the right partners as you should for producing it. But I agree with you that, um, you know, the precursors, the foundation, what is it that drives people, number one, on one side of the thing to um, become abusers, to become sexual abusers, to consider, I mean, it's, it is mind boggling, to even consider the fact that it's the right thing to do to abuse a child or to abuse a woman or to abuse anybody, right? And then on the other side, it's the children themselves. What what kind of experiences are they having that leads them to take that step to open the door and they walk through the other side in complete trouble? And then you have the parents, you know, which are the third part of that triangle, uh, the parents that are unaware or simply uneducated, ignorant to what's going on really in their children's lives because they're not present, as you said, um, being important. But then there's another element, which is all the peer pressure, right? So that it's now we're not talking about a triangle, right? We're talking about the abuser, the child, the parent, then social media, we have all the friends, all the peers, all the television, all the video games, right? Where violence, where abuse, where taking advantage of others is is okay right is is being made okay um and so i i don't envy you because <laughs> what you're undertaking is a supreme supreme challenge and obviously anything that alethe and i can do to help you in that regard whether it's you know using our our my law firm's resources or um whatever our personal resources anything we can do because i agree with you that education is the ultimate key. Um, mm. There's many programs out there that want to help, you know, the survivors, they want to help them get out or and get through. But if we don't stop it from the beginning, right, if we don't eliminate the sources, if we don't eliminate the influences at the very beginning, then it's just going to continue this vicious cycle. You it know? is. You're, you're very right. Education is so key. And I think um, Catherine Ann Wilson said it very clearly in one of the pieces in the interview. I felt like Oprah, but I wasn't. Believe me, I'm far from Oprah. But it was just fascinating. Like we have about six hours of document. Like we're we created this documentary over the last week for the scriptwriters, basically, right? So this is and this is one angle of the story. Not everybody gets sex trafficked. There are other incredible women that I've coached or that come from really hard patterns that it creates over your life and what kind of realities we create based on these patterns that have been pushed upon us at a very vulnerable age. And so I'm, I've always been fascinated with patterns, but um, one of the things she said was we have, we live in a world today where we have wounded healers trying to heal. Right. And this is why I stepped into the coaching world, not because it was, the, I never dreamed of being, it's not like I grew up dreaming to be a coach or an influencer. I didn't. I had no idea how I was going to impact in the most conscious way, but I knew I had to do it my way, you know, and that's the greatest struggle is to, to stand in your own identity 
And believe me, it's a very lonely path. And that's not said in a negative way. It just is a lonely path when, when you're holding on to your own identity and everything in the world is trying to take you away from who you are. And that's called information overload, right? So that's why I'm in this space with you here to try to impart the power to stand in what you believe in and who you are and the story of where you came from. It's so important. So many coaches out there that haven't done their own healing work are saying, don't go to the past. Don't even focus on that. Just, But you have to be so proud of where you came from and, and starts by understanding it. Exactly. Understanding is the key, as you just said. And you're right. I think that the majority and it's it it hurts me to say this because i'm i'm in this community but the majority of the coaching community is causing um uh more challenges creating more challenges than they are resolving the issues because number one i think that there are many coaches out there that get into coaching simply because it's seems like an easy thing to do. Uh, they got fired from their job. And so, yeah, let me put my experience and my, um, you know, my education to use and I'll become a coach. I can work from home and I can, but unless you're actually trained in this area, like I know you are, you've undergone a lot of training, not just to overcome whatever personal, emotional identity issues that you may have struggled with. And I know that, that you have because Right. We all have it. And it's amazing how the most impactful people in the world to me have gone through some stuff. Right. And I think only if you've gone through some stuff and learned from it and learned how to get out of it and you've identified, okay, these are the steps that I took. And so these are the steps that others can take also. Then you can go out in the world and be truly, truly effective because now you're just not just talking about, well, this happened to me. And so I lost weight. You should lose weight too. Right. And it's, it, it's not that simple. You need to go back, like you said, and examine where this initial programming came from, and then undo that programming. And you can only do it if you're aware, number one, that we're all programmed, right, to believe that we're not who we are, we're less than we are, um, we're something else, right? Because we're told all these stories and garbage, not intentionally necessarily, a lot of times intentionally, but many times simply because that's what our parents and our teachers and other adults in our lives, that's what they experienced. And so if if they see abuse in the home, if they see the father slap the mother around and then say, I'm sorry, Sally, I love you. The child grows up thinking, well, that's love, right? Beat your spouse around and then say, I love you. And that's love. Um, and that needs to change. So I'm glad Absolutely. you're here to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a specialist in trauma, but over the last couple of years, I've really learned a lot about trauma really to understand how many of us in the world are walking traumatized people, right? Mm -hmm. And the most beautiful thing about trauma is there are trauma experts. And so we have to know how to work together in bringing each other's expertise to bring solutions to our clients and not to take ownership of our clients. And that, I think that's one of the greatest things that coach, I love the coaching industry only because everybody in the coaching industry has heart. I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know everybody, but <laughs> I'm hoping that's the reason, right? But I would only think so. And so, but everybody like going into the business world, I I only retired from corporate in 2016. So I've been working in the corporate in like circles for 25 years before I even retired. And um, 
the training we get in corporate is how to stay focused. So if you've come from that background of business, you should be trained on how to be focused and strategies and, and goals. But so many of these coaches come from industries where they didn't get any formal business training. So I understand how um, they don't know how to run a coaching practice. But in even that, when we're working with people and impacting people in a great way, everything is geared around strategy. Everything is geared around a goal. And it's it was unbelievable when I started my coaching practice, I, I started working, with, I've never worked with women prior to 2016. I chosen to work with men because from a very young age, I'm very goal oriented. I don't waste my time. I don't like gossiping, waste of my time. It gets me nowhere, right? And so when I started it working right at, during school, I was doing internship at the hospitals because I was a medical laboratory technologist. So I was, you know, testing, you know, sputum stools and urine. It was great. It's fantastic. <laughs> then I have to deal with them in the corporate world, but that's okay. You were wonderful at cocktail parties, weren't you? <laughs> what a oh, great was, conversation to have. I tell you. And I was a great blood sucker too. Never missed a thing. <laughs> I, I really learned how to work with men. And the beautiful thing about men, and, and that's why when people say, oh my gosh, Susan, everybody's a narcissist. Where do I meet good with? You know, don't ask me how I even got into the love industry because I never dreamed of being a love coach. But anyway, um, I, I'm basically, this is what I tell my eight-year-old life. I have two life coaches and they are eight years old and they are the best I've ever, ever, best advice I've ever gotten is speak to a child on life. That's what we need to do. And I always tell them, Tell me what you want. If you have to be clear, because I'm like a genie in a bottle. You rub me three times, but if you get me out and you don't tell me exactly what you want, I can't help you. And when I started working with women in 2016, I said, you know what? I have to go back out there and help these women because it's one thing to keep away with it. I know why I stayed away from it because I'm not confused. I'm very clear. It doesn't mean I have all the answers, but I'm very clear on where I'm going. So I used to ask women, oh, I still do. I ask women all the time, what is it that you really want? Like, you know, because I ask people what they want and they tell me this scripted thing on a goal. Generic, yeah. It's generic, right? So if I said, if you're not making those parts down there in me really getting sizzly, I'm, I don't know how to get you where you want to go. Because if there's no excitement, if you put diesel in a race car that you need unleaded, we're going nowhere. And this is what I found to be the most rewarding work over the last five years that I've been really working with women. It's, wow, we got to put the right gasoline in the car right? And so clarity is one of those things where if you know how to define clarity, you got it made. That's as simple as it gets. Very, very good. The, you know, everything that you're describing just brings to brings to the forefront the fact that we need to change. I mean, we need a lot of change in this society, but we need to change like the education system because that's where we spend most of our time when we're children, right? Up until we start going into adulthood after college. But from age, what, four or five, we go into school and we get out at 17, 18 years old. So we spend all that time and we are never taught how to think right? We're taught what to think. In other words, we're being told this happened, this happened, and you memorize it. And we're going to ask 
that in a test at the end of the semester. And that's what you're, but you're not taught how to think, how to become clear on what you want. So it is surprising to me, like you pointed out, you're talking to people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and you ask them what they want in life. And they're like, oh, like you just ask them, you know, who the next president of the United States is going to be. A lot of people have an opinion on that, but there's no clarity. And I know that as a coach, I spent a lot of time guiding people to develop clarity. And once they develop clarity, all the lights come on. But why is that not something that we can learn when we're young? Right. Um, the other thing, you, and you've mentioned some beautiful things. You've mentioned stories and you've mentioned impact, which is what this show is about and what the Impact Speaker Awards is all about. It's all about stories creating impact in order to create uh, transformation in the lives of others, transformation in society, and transformation in the world. And you brought out some beautiful messaging. One of the ones that I want to follow up on is that you said, you know, we all have these identity, we all have these stories. And do you believe that we are the story? Do, do you, does that oh. question make sense? Are we our story? Or are we something else? We are absolutely our story. But also, we are in the driver's seat of our story, we should be writing this, we might not be able to write our script from the first half of our life, right? But we certainly have the power with awareness and accountability that that is the story from the past that we maybe didn't have control over. But the moment you are aware, you are responsible for the moving forward. You are responsible for creating that script of where you want to go now. It's okay. We can kick ourselves for five. I call it the five minute pity party. Okay. I give myself five. I don't, I'm not immune to pity, self-pity. Of course. <laughs> We all are. We need that cry, baby. Oh my God, I'm such a loser. Okay, give me give me five minutes to just cry it out, and then I got to move on, right? Um, but it's 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 the five minute pity party is all about giving ourselves the grace to be imperfectly human. Okay, it's okay to feel bad. It's okay to feel like a, it's okay, you know. And the moment we hear our hearts, we hear the only power we have. Then we can say, okay, are you done? Oh, I feel better. Okay, I don't need to wallow in it. That's why the whole healing world depresses me sometimes. It's like, what are you trying to heal now? Because we get addicted to healing that we don't even know what we're trying. Because we become addicted to the whole healing because, it, again, it's the ego's way of taking us away from the responsibility of doing the actual work, which is drive that car, <laughs> right? It's like having a, a dis, uh, um, uh, what do you call it? a GPS machine that doesn't work and you're just putting there making it look like it works, but there's nothing going on because you didn't plug in a destination. <laughs> so, you know, so it's it, the story to answer your question, the story, it's everything. It is you, right? It is you where you came from is beautiful. No matter how dark it is, how you turn it around with a new script is what's going to make it beautiful. Right. I mean, that's why um, we, I have two visitors here. And one of them, I was telling Kevin, my husband, you know, I was telling Kevin about one of them because one of them has an incredible story and she had worked with me last year. But then I was going to tell my husband about the other lady. And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know her past story. I, she worked with me as a client, but we never went into the past. So I said, oh, I'm going to spend the first day that they're here. I'm going to listen to her. I want to know where she came from. Right. And, she, and then when I asked her, she's like, well, what does that matter? I said, it matters everything because I see yeah. how beautiful you are today. I want to see where you came from. It just impacts that whole relationship we have and the respect. And we should never be ashamed of where we came from. And if we are, it means we have some healing to do. 
Wow, what a what a wonderful um, point of access where you ask somebody to share their story with you, and their first question is, "What does it matter?" You know. So, what does that tell you about the person? And and she's not alone because a lot of people, and which is why one of the main reasons we created the Impact Speaker Awards is because so many people are walking around out there saying, "What does it matter? What do I matter?" Is what they're saying, right? What does my past matter? What does where? What do? What does my current existence matter? And I think that's where we are going to be able to create a lot of healing, a lot of transformation. Um, and and it hurts me to, to hear someone ask a question like that. And I know that it probably impacted you as well, because you just want to wrap your arms around that person and say, of course it matters. You know, even if it's just to me, right? Like the starfish story, it mattered to that one that I threw back in the ocean, right? Even though you can't save all the millions of starfish on the beach. Are you familiar with the starfish story? Oh my God, that is Catherine Ann Wilson's story. That oh, is it? Is it? If you go to her stoptraffickingus.org, she has a, a a young girl with a starfish at her. That's her story, okay. right? Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, and it's uh, impactful when you you know visualize it that way, right? We're all starfish on the beach, and along comes Susan and Catherine and other people. And, you know, you start throwing you back in the ocean where you belong. That's all we're trying to do. And yeah, we can't help everybody. And so we we launched, Susan, the Impact Speaker Awards to give people a platform to share their stories and also to help them formulate those stories. Because that's the next question is, you know, First, what does it matter? Yes, your story does matter. If you're listening to this and you're considering entering and applying for the Impact Speaker Awards, your story matters because what you've been through, what you've gone through, where you've been, regardless of whether you think it's a good or bad experience, that experience and the lessons, more importantly, not just the experience, but the lessons that you learned from it, how you got out of it, how you met those challenges and were able to move through the challenges, how you were able to make new decisions and reinvent yourself from that early beginning. That's what's going to help someone else that's currently going through the same stuff or who hasn't encountered it yet that needs to know where those landmines are. And that's where you can be of key importance in, 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 a, in a way that people like Susan and people like myself, in a way that we could never be. Why? Because you can relate to others in a way that Susan and I can't, right? Nor can we be everywhere at once, nor do we want to be, right? I mean, it's it's not possible. You can see not Tony Robbins, not, you know, the Dalai Lama, not, you know, Mother Teresa when she was with us, the Pope, you know, nobody can reach every single person nor can they relate to every single person. And so that's why we need you to come forward, have the courage to share your story. And if you don't know how to share your story, well, that's why we have beautiful coaches and trainers like Susan Hum um, as our official resource partner to guide you through that process. And because we know also that when you share your story, you are probably opening up memories. Memories are resurfacing. You're probably opening up old wounds. You're probably opening up boxes of stuff that you wanted to close a long time ago. And so you can work with someone like Susan because she's an expert, an absolute expert, and one of the tops in her field. I would say, I dare say, this is because I know her, 
um, one of the best in the world at guiding you out of whatever you feel stuck in, man or woman, single or not, she can guide you out of that and put you in a place, help you discover a new place from which you can continue building and elevating your life, right? But it starts from telling your story. So Susan, let me get back to you on the point of where you said that um, we can change our story, right? How, How do we do that? Because it sounds like you're saying that and on the one hand, we're the actor in the story, right? We're either the victim or we're the protagonist or we're the hero, whatever. We're in the story. But how do we get out of the story in order to change it? Sounds like you're saying like we need to become the director and producer and even the script writer. Is that, am I hearing you correctly? Yes, absolutely. Now, how do we, how do, we do that? Yeah. So it first starts with identifying our past as just as part of a storyline, if you need to step away from it emotionally. And I think this is where you have to be careful who you work with when you go into that space. Because let's say, for example, if I cannot separate myself from you, you will feel the energy of my pity for you because you're going to be triggering me. Like this is why coaching, it's not for everybody. It's a tough job. And if it's easy, we're doing something wrong. It's tough because people's stories, horrific stories, can trigger you on your own past. So if you haven't dealt with your own past, then it's going to be hard for you to connect with human beings. And before I answer your question, last year, I did a study for one of my master classes, there was nearly 100 100 women. And I asked one question, what is it that you want out of this eight week class? What is it that you want? Just one thing. And some of these are the biggest, like they know everybody, but everybody. But yet all they want is connection. Doesn't that say a lot, right? And I think with connection, it starts with us connecting with our truth and our truth includes our past. If we reject our past because um, it's too scary or it makes us feel too bad, then we're rejecting ourselves. If we reject ourselves, everybody else will reject us as well. So this is not woo-woo. This is not witchcraft. It's just... Whatever. And and it's funny because I was just explaining to my film cameraman the other day what manifestation is because he doesn't come from this world. Right. (laughs) And I said manifestation is I'm speaking to a cameraman here. Now, he spent about two hours trying to create that frame within that camera. Like you're a photographer, you know, Steve. Right. So you have a frame of what you want to see. Right. And you will move that camera around, move everything around, move yourself around to get the frame that you already have visualized in your mind, right? And then, so once you hook on in that visual, every picture you take, you will compare it with the frame that you had in your mind. And if that frame's not right, you're going to take that picture over again. And you're going to take that picture over again until you get it right. Well, the same thing, manifestation is just that. What is the frame that you see? right? Whether it's in your mind, in your heart, or whatever. Some people use vision boards. I'm not a vision board person, but, you know, create that frame. And then after that, what does a cameraman do? He will start focusing all the, because I watched what he was doing. So I'm like, hold on, I could apply that on life. After we get the frame, which is hard work, it takes (laughs) hours, you know, for a cameraman to do it. Can you imagine in our life, what frame are you looking at what you've prepared? Then we have to start turning each camera to make sure that they're they got a clear picture of that frame yes that's the focus exactly so but the thing is it starts with 
getting where we want to go. Let's not, I don't even go into the past until you tell me what you want, because then what are we going in the past? What is the purpose? And the whole concept of purpose is so overrated right now. People are looking for it. They have no idea what it means and they don't even know what it looks like. But I would not go into the past until I know what you're going forward with, right? So before we even go into the story of crafting the story, let's calibrate. Where do you want to go? Like where, what, it doesn't have to be perfect. I don't care what you tell. You could tell me I want to be Julie McCoy of the love boat. Okay. Remember that? I, that's what I wanted to be long time ago. <laughs> Julie McCoy of the love boat. And I, and as I grew up, I felt, why did I love her so much when I was 10? Right. Because she was a party planner. Like, like that's the best job. You're Ever. loved by everybody. <laughs> you're loved by everybody. You're getting paid for it. You're going on a you're freedom, the cruise. Right. So I really realized only in the last few years that that is what it meant. But it doesn't matter. People will say, Julie, McCoy, that's such a dumb dream. It's like, I don't care what you say. That's your dream. No one has a right to tell you whether it's right or wrong. So identifying where you're going before you go backwards, because otherwise, if you go backwards without a purpose, you're just going to keep kicking yourself because all you're seeing is what you've done wrong, what has gone wrong, what have victimized us. And we're such a victim to circumstances without the purpose of understanding why. Everything that happened to us in the past is a reflection of something we have to learn. So let's go back and learn what we need to learn and then move forward to take that lesson and create something going forward. But we can't create, we can't move forward, take action before we relinquish what we are carrying up Mount Everest. Because the higher you go up in altitude, you got to offload that weight. Absolutely. Wow. What a wonderful description about how to formulate your story. I love the idea of having a focus on the present and the future, right? Before you go back. And I think what you're also sharing is back alone. So that you feel protected and that you feel safe and, and work with somebody um, like Susan who can help interpret, right? You're never going to change what happened in the, in the past, but someone um, with the training and education experience like Susan can help you interpret what that meant and give that event, that experience, new meaning that can help propel you forward. Because Susan, you know, a lot of people love their story so much. They are so in love with their story that no amount of coaching, no amount of therapy, no amount of intervention can help them through that because they've tied their identity so, so, so tightly wound around the particular story that they get fed by sharing the story, right? How many people have you worked with and or, or met, whether you've worked with them or not, that every time you see them, you give them great advice or suggestions about how to, oh, okay, thank you. And the next time you see them, they're still in the same place, telling the same story. And you say, well, you were. it was suggested that you do this, or did you go see that person, or did you go see that doctor, or did you go to this training, or did you get your resume done, or did you go apply for this job, whatever it is, and they're like, oh, no, because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. No, I just threw that in. <laughs> um, they love telling the story so much that that's who they are. What, if anything, can be done to get someone who's at that place, right? Because there's a lot of people that say, I don't like where I'm at. I want to change, help. And they follow your guidance. But then there are those people that say, this is where I'm at. 
I can't change it. And while I say I want help, I love my story so much. Is there help for someone like that? There is. I mean, might not be me because I know the level. I can't play around with my own vibration and my own superpower. It's just like you have a superpower that you, once you move around too far, you move away from your superpower and that doesn't serve anybody. So we have to own what our superpower is. And that's a lot of work. And, you know, just teaching women how to own your superpower, never mind identifying it. But once they identify it, it gets lost once they start thinking about it because it's like, no, they can't even connect with it. So, but it's so, but. Yeah, there, there is some, there's some for everybody out there. If they're not right for me, they might be right for you, Steve. And it's not because you're at a different level from me. We're just different people. We, we have different expertise. We have different superpowers and coming together, it can help somebody. Like somebody, um, I had a client that had PTSD and right away I noticed it. And yes, I couldn't take more money from her and drag her along the path, but I actually told her to take that money and please go see a therapist specialized in PTSD so that we can maybe do some work in the future. But for now, you need a different type of help. And if I take you on, it's called bullying. I don't know how to what to deal with that. I don't have that specialization. So we all can work together. We all can really, the people that I know are aligned and powerful in what they do, and they're not there for significance, they don't need validation, they just do what they're good at, then I will always share um, the business and the people. Um, But the one thing we all can do, though, as people, as parents, as coaches, as business leaders, please stop enabling people. Mm. Right? This is the problem is that we feel so bad. And that's triggering our own unhealed traumas, by the way, right? We take on too much of somebody's journey. And yeah, they might be begging for it. But if you listen to somebody's heart, they're actually begging you to stop, right? So their head is telling you through their words, please just listen to me. I need to. And and their heart is like, just kick me, just slap me, just do whatever you need. And people pleasing is probably one of the biggest epidemics out there. People pleasing more so for women than men. And I remember when um, I used to work with men all the time, we used to joke around and I used to talk about my women issues, my emotional women things. And they look at me and so why don't you just walk away, Susan? I'm like, yeah, I don't, why don't I just walk away? This person is like wasting my time. That doesn't serve a purpose. Men is all about purpose. What is the purpose? I'll take pain as long as you tell me what the purpose is, right? Is it, where is it leading me? Women are not taught to be strategic. And so we have to, the only way people change, there are two things that are important here, right? One thing is um, I can't want your well-being more than you want it for yourself. Number one, right? Number two, um, um, oh gosh, geez, I just lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, and um, I have to learn how to just walk away without guilt. It's not my journey. And it's not for me to save everybody, right? And this is the ego. When we go out there and working with the world, when you go out there, speak, and you learn how to speak your truth, we have to speak from the inside, not from what I, if I think, oh, Steve wants to hear this. I think I'm just going to craft it the way Steve wants to hear it and forget about me. But that's not where the impact is. Where the impact is, is heart to heart connection pure and simple. Otherwise, if I just speak to you from my head, I sound like a YouTube video that's just regurgitating playing in the background. And people know when they've heard this on a YouTube video, you know what I mean? And so 
we really it's what, I call, it's what I call bumper sticker coaching. <laughs> oh, geez, it's the best. It's the best. I've heard this before. Yeah. Or, no, you have to connect heart to heart. That's where the best impact. But guess where your heart is? There was a history with this heart, this painful heart that had been bruised. And we've gone through the body shop for a few times, like just the, you know, to me, the most beautiful thing in life, and this is across the board, not just because you're unique, Steve, or anybody else. Trust is the biggest challenge hindering us from connection. It's that one word, trust. Everybody thinks that they do, but they don't. Mm -hmm. But once we do connect with trust, though, just live by your word. Just live by your word. And yes, sometimes I'll tell you, I promise I'll do this, and then I don't do it. It's not because of you. It's because something happened. Or you know, We have to learn how to critically think. And I think it goes back to your comment before. It's like we've just been taken away from the ability to think what's right for us. And also manage expectations. Don't expect people to keep their word. They may not. And it's okay. Expectations kill us all the time. So there are so many elements. I mean, I could go on, but there it are. starts... It starts with really people don't change until they go through pain. So if I'm going to enable you and not let you learn through your own pain and fall on the ground, then you're never going to change. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching this interview and listening to Susan, you've just been given a lesson on, on life. I mean, a huge lesson. And it's, it's sad to me as a um, you know professional, as a coach, as an attorney, someone who's been around the block a couple of times that we don't get this information early on, right? And it's so critical, right? It's what I call personal development, personal growth. All of this information that Susan has shared with us is so critical to who we are, where we are, why we are is the most important, is why we are. Why we're this, why we're that, why we're that way, why we say these things, why we act these things. It's all because of our background, our story, where we came from, as Susan has described so elegantly, that that's where you need to focus on, go back, derive the lessons from it, and then take those lessons to guide you into the future, making adjustments from where you are today. It's one of the most important subjects for, for living, for creating a career, for creating life, for creating uh, relationships, for whatever it is that you want. You need personal development. And if there's any academics, any, but for those of you that are in the school system, let's find a way, let's work together, contact me, I've got other amazing people to put in contact with you that we need to find a way to bring personal development and personal growth into the curriculum, so that we can avoid all these mistakes when we're 20, 30, 40, 50 years and, and we're now just deciding and waking up to, I'm unhappy. Uh, why am I in this bad marriage? Why am I in this job that I don't like? Why am I, you know, behaving criminally or doing whatever? Anyway, I'm not making much sense right now, but this is all. No, but you're edited. passionate. You okay. are passionate about education. You are passionate about education. That's beautiful. I mean, that's what this platform is, is, um, creating the best education, which is you as a role model through the stories that you want people to share. And let's go to the story portion, because since we're all about stories, Susan, I know that you've been through 
quite a bit in your life. Um, some good, some bad, depending on how you see things. And I know that uh, you've coached and worked with hundreds and hundreds of people, men and women in the corporate world, as well as in your coaching practice. Is there a story that you can share with us that um, has either impacted you or something that you went through personally that has been a foundation for you to then guide others through that same process? Absolutely, my God, so many. But I'll just talk about very recently. I just well, recently I started writing my memoir about two years ago or a year and a half ago during COVID, and it was the hardest <laughs> thing. I totally get when people are saying, "Well, my past is my past. It's like gone, gone. It doesn't even bother me." And then when you start writing your memoir, right? It's a powerful thing because it. it took me back. I'm like, why am I so verbal? Why do I stand so strongly by my word that even my husband, who's a lawyer, cannot cross-examine me? And I cross-examine <laughs> him. So that's painful. You can see a lawyer running around the house hiding because I'm cross-examining him. And I'm like, how did I get this voice without being obnoxious, without being arrogant, to stand strongly and assertive? And I remember uh, one of the stories in my chapter, I go back to, my gosh, I remember that moment. You know, when you remember that moment in time where your heart just got so broken that it just you started building these walls to protect yourself and yes I'm Chinese so you know thank God if I didn't break generational patterns in my work in my life I'd be serving you chicken chow mein at a Chinese restaurant and and believe me I might spit in it because I hate the job right so (laughs) you know and you'll get on my nerves because you're telling me what to do and how to serve you so thank God I broke that generational pattern I did not own the restaurant that my father had he ended up selling it thank goodness but um, I grew up in a very Chinese, um, I'm I'm first generation, so I was born here in Canada. And my father has always told me, Susan, you talk too much, you always get in trouble, um, and you need to be quiet. We're in a white man's world, and mm-hmm. we're second class, and whatever they say, they're powerful, they are right, whatever, whatever, you know, same old story. And so I remember um, at a very young age, I was also reading a lot of the government paper. I had seven years old, I was reading all the mail coming from the government to my father because he didn't understand it, right? So I had to read it and translate it my seven-year-old self. So you can only imagine just what kind of stuff I have in my head now. But I remember I was about seven or eight years old. And back in the day, there's no helicopter moms okay today they're all over the place but there's no helicopter we go off we could be dead after seven hours nobody's checking up on us right and i remember i had to go to the dentist i had a toothache and i guess i had a filling but i didn't know so my father called the dentist down the street and i live on the other side of the track so down the street means it's probably a bad dentist you know Uh, But anyway, nobody's questioned anything. So I walked to the dentist that morning. And the moment I walked in, I smell the smell, you know, the dentist, I still have, I can't go to a dentist today without like, like digging my nails in because it's so traumatic or come through me like, Mm. oh my God, something bad is going to happen. And this is not my first time at the dentist. This is how powerful our intuition is, right? So I, I went in and as soon as I saw the dentist, uh, as I was sitting in the chair, I'll never forget this moment. And he's a much older guy, probably around seven, I don't know, 70, very gray. And he just gave me this look of your garbage, right? So I knew something was wrong, but whatever. So I, um, I needed a filling. Guess what? He started drilling with no freezing. No, the cane. Oh, wow. I remember sitting there for like hours in such severe pain and gripping on the chair. And I didn't have the voice to even voice the pain. 
I didn't say anything. I took it for all that time. And that forever made me angry. You know, it's just all these things just crept up and I became very angry as a teenager. I became a steamroller and all these women that declare all these men are narcissists. Well, I know a narcissist when I see one, I became a narcissist. I destroyed anybody that was in my path and that's what happened. And so what was traumatic and awful and a victim story created me to become this overachiever that I was never going to let anybody ever take advantage of me again until of course I met my husband and then I had to learn what vulnerability is that's a whole different ball game but how many people out there struggle especially women struggle with vulnerability because somehow our souls were broken because we have unconditional love and trust right mm -hmm. and so that's one of the stories that changed my entire life like wow how important is that voice how important is it the voice, no matter how much you're going to hurt somebody else, you need to voice how that person is affecting you. Because you know what I started learning as I was growing up and getting more conscious is like, that person is not even realizing my responsibility is to educate them on how to love me, how to care about me. I'm the only person that knows. So if I don't speak up and say, hey, you're hurting me with that. Actually, today I would have punched him in the face. But you know, like, how can I just not say, and this is just one episode of many things that happened throughout my teenage years where, I mean, I nearly got raped once from behind. I was at a payphone. Don't ask me how that happened, but I thank God he was shorter than I. So I beat him up and he ran away, but I still, I went home and I did not say a word, right? It's almost like what, what keeps us from not speaking up? It's shame. It's self-worth. We're not of value and growing up because we're second class citizens as Chinese. Again, it devalued me, right? right? right. So we have to learn today to empower ourselves, to look at it like, no, we didn't know. So don't blame for ignorance and let's learn from it and identify the patterns. Because if we don't identify the same pro the wrong pro the problem, the pattern, we don't know what to change. We have to create new patterns. It's not removing the old one. It's just relearning something that's more healthy. That's all. Yeah. Wow. What an amazing story. And, you know, go, going back, identifying the fact that before this happened to you, before that visit to the dentist, you had been programmed all of these years, all of those days to just shut up and be quiet and not yeah. express yourself in any manner. And so there you are, an opportunity where you should have expressed yourself and voiced something, right? Like, this isn't right. It hurts. Um, you didn't. Um, the wisdom is in, in this lesson is you can go back and see where that started. And like we said, you can't change it, but you can give it a different meaning. That was your dad's paradigm. He was just trying to protect you. He was trying to keep you safe. And that's what he thought was the best thing is that no, if we just be quiet and don't let anybody see us and just go about our day, minding our own business, we'll be fine. But if you start making noises and, and speaking up and those kinds of things, people are going to start, we're going to start drawing attention and we don't want that. Right. Um, so yeah, I see it. I see your dad's point of view too. Right. He, he clearly wasn't trying to, to hurt you. And, and obviously, you know, that, um, I know that you've got so, so many other things to do and places to be. So I don't want to consume all of your time on this um, wonderful interview that we're having. Let's go to 
the Impact Speaker Awards and as an official resource partner, um, what are you going to be offering there to the applicants to the awards program? Well, uh, what I've done is I actually created a special program for you all, and it's the the Unapologetic Coach Clarity Program. And I say coach because if you're out there telling a story, wanting to share a story with impact, it's because you want to influence. You want to, you want your story to impart, like you want to impart that wisdom and that power to help heal whatever the world or anything you want to do. But it starts with, let's get clarity on who you are and be proud of it first. Right. And as you're learning to craft the story with other experts within this circle, right? Because you're going to have so many other experts. You already have experts, even yourself, Steve. So while you're getting crafting the message, because that's not where my specialization is, I'm here to get let you sit in the power that you were born with, whatever that is. And as you're so it's it's like putting a new gasoline in the car and teaching you how to just press on the gas. And then somebody's going to teach you how to steer. That's okay. We're all a team. And I think the clarity is gold. It's worth more than anything that you can ever invest your money in. And of course, it's free if you're part of this group, because of course, I that's what I do here. I love you guys, you and Alithia. But um, really, clarity is gold. Wonderful. So you can get clear on owning your superpower. That's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to, Susan didn't mention it, but I'm going to mention this is like a $9,500 course. Um, she sells it. I know the, the value of it is about near $10,000 and she sells it for $997 or $1,000. But as an applicant and participant in the Impact Speaker Awards, you get this course absolutely complimentary from Susan. Um, why? Because it's helping her fulfill her mission to serve you, right? To serve you, to become um, a better human, to your dreams and desires, and to help you just become the best next version of yourself. But you get to decide what that is, right? No one, no one else. We're not here to tell you what that is. And so if you want this complimentary program, oh, and I should point out that um, whether or not you participate in the Impact Speaker Awards, you can go to impactspeakerawards.com, um, go to the resource partners link. It's in the in the menu, it's resources, and then there's a drop-down menu to re official resource partners. And that's where you find uh Susan's page. And if you're part of the impact speak awards program or not, you can download for free a complimentary gift called Five Simple Ways to Overcome Imposter Syndrome. Oh my gosh, that's so huge, imposter syndrome. That is like the executive's nightmare, right? Because anybody, not just executives, but a lot of people that have reached high places, right? High 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 positions in corporate, in the community, in politics, in sports, and in music. A lot of them get to that point and go, you know, what did I do to get here? They start second guessing themselves and they start questioning their true value that got them there uh, for whatever reason. And so we think that secretly um, that we're going to be found out, right? That we're going to be exposed for not having the degree, not having the this, not having the experience, not having the whatever, right? And that's um, a constant concern for a lot of high uh, peak performers. And so whether or not you're at that level or not, I know that this is really a good resource. So go get that. Um, that's free to everybody. And if you apply to the Impact Speak Awards and you participate in it, you get Susan's course, a $10,000 program um, for absolutely complimentary. And so, and then 
obviously you're going to love working with Susan because she's got such great um, uh, content to offer you, some excellent coaching. Then you can work her with her on a one-on-one -on -one basis, but that's between you and her. So go to her website, check out Susan's page. There you'll find her email, her uh, social media, her podcast. She's got an excellent podcast called Heart of the Truth Podcast that you should listen to. So just all kinds of wonderful information just because you decided to make the decision to show up and to participate. Or if you don't participate, you're at least listening to this program from Story to Impact and um, listening to Susan Hum, who, like I said, is one of the premier coaches, one of the most genuine, authentic, um, high-integrity human beings that you will ever want to meet. And although I know that she's not going to be able to meet every single one of you one-on-one, -on -one, reach out to her anyway, and you never know where magic can lead to. Susan, thank you, thank you so much for your time on this interview, for your wisdom, for sharing your experiences, and most of all, for just being vulnerable with us, right? And and sharing the things that rattle you and the things that, um, you know, make you who you are, because not everybody wants to expose that. Not everybody wants to say, you know, you have to punch the dentist or, you know, spit in your food if you came into my restaurant and told me you didn't like it or something. That's vulnerability at its best. So thank you. Any final words, Susan? No, I. the only thing I have to say is, if you don't, it's never too late to start. It's always too late to wait. So don't mm. wait. Don't wait. Every day in the current day is worth 10 years. It's never too late to start, but it's always too late to wait. And so stay in spaces where you are guided to back to your truth. That's all. You know, information alone is worthless. It's more wisdom and what you do with it that counts. Thank you, Susan, for being part of this journey with us well thank you for having me i'm it's an honor honestly this is amazing i can't wait yay our regards to kevin big hugs thank you so much have Bye. a great week